Hello and welcome back to the Higher Cause Podcast. I'm super excited to be back with you. Uh, it's been a little bit since I've been able to upload. Uh, I've been pretty busy these last, uh, really last month. I had the end of school, so I had some finals I had to study for, as well as uh, we have a retention of knowledge exam every year, and it's just, there are certain classes that they want us to keep uh, knowledge retained. Obviously, it's kind of in the name of what it is, but they wanted us to retain the knowledge and then be able to test out of it. Um, and then if you don't pass, then you have to retake the class. So it was kind of important. <laughs> so I was uh, studying for those. Uh, and then I went on vacation last week. I was in Alabama, uh, which is where my mom is from. And it's where my grandpa is, and my grandfather and um, my grandmother. And so it was good good to see them and good to catch up with them. And then on Wednesday night, I got to preach uh, as well as sing a song I wrote and a song that uh, helped me through a really hard time in my life. And I really didn't know if anything good could come from that time about two about really two years ago um, and then a song was birthed out of that and so it was a it was just a really a blessing to sing it for my family uh, they were had no idea um, it's funny because the last time I was there they had said um that I had sang a song called he will hold me fast and it was a song that had spoken to me really um, a few years before that I had heard a um, a college student where I was get up and sing it in New Jersey I was at a church there in New Jersey, and I heard a college student get up and sing it, and I was like, that is really good. Uh, and so I <clears throat> I looked up the words, and I started to sing it, and I was like, this is good. And so my dad loves it. It's kind of a, a family favorite in our house. Um, and so I sang it last time. Well, they thought I had written that song, and I was like, no, I, I did not write it. Uh, so that kind of challenged me. I, you know, I should sing them a song I wrote. You know, I was kind of, I guess, self-conscious about it. You know how we can get sometimes when with our own work, you know, maybe a song we write or... Uh, something we draw or a poem we write or, or I don't know, anything we've worked on. Sometimes we can be a little self-conscious with it and be like, oh, I don't know if it's ready or if it's right. But I just got sense, sense from the Lord that I should sing it and then I should just be able to minister to my family there. So I did uh, and it, it went really well. I was actually more nervous. It was funny. I was more nervous about singing uh, than I was preaching. Uh, obviously, preaching is something I've been doing for a while. And so I, I was ready to preach. I had a burden. But singing, I was knees were knocking. I was really nervous. But all that to say, it was a really good week. Uh, I was able to end the week off Saturday with a fish fry. I got to uh, learn how to, to fry fish in a pan. And I got a pot there of oil. That was actually really fun. I'd never done that before. Uh, I got a couple burn marks, but that's okay. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. I got to spend it with grandparents and got to see folks that I haven't seen in a while. And so, yeah, I just, it was just a, it was a good time, a good time with family and just a much needed time away from school. You know, school is, there's, it's very, it's high stress and there's a lot going on. It was good to just go to the country, relax, go to, go be with family and just kind of, you know, let the hair down, so to speak, and just kind of relax and, and have fun with family and with uh, loved ones. Uh, but with that said, uh, with that said, I have a, an interesting subject for today, one that, Honestly, I didn't really think about until on my way home and some things that I had already been thinking about doing this summer, but I hadn't really thought about doing a podcast on it. Uh, but I'm, I'm entitling the podcast, Five Habits for a Healthy Summer. You know, a lot of times after school and after, you know, we get, and after high pressure situations, it's really easy to just kind of veg out, sit on the couch, watch movies, play video games, um, do anything that requires very little stress. Um, you know, I, I understand a lot of folks, you know, during the summertime will go to work and will work a full-time job, but what you're doing outside of that full-time job is also important too. And one thing for me in the past is, has been in the summertime when I wasn't, especially when I was in high school. Uh, when I was in high school, I would get home from work around five, six o'clock, and then I'd play video games until midnight 
and then have to get up the next day. And that cycle, man, that cycle was horrible for me. I was drinking energy drinks and just, I was not where I needed to be. I was always feeling sick. And well, when you only sleep for six hours, it's not good for you. And then I stopped playing video games and uh, as much and stopped playing uh, the, uh, stopped fooling around and watching movies and started going to bed on time. I remember as a senior in high school, just getting more serious about um, uh, having a routine and sticking to the routine and um, putting away some of the, the things I like to do so that I could perform better throughout the day. Um, but then I, I also fell into the other side of the spectrum when I wasn't doing anything fun. I was only working, and that got almost depressing. But I do believe that there's a balance in between working hard and having fun. I think that there's a balance right in the middle, and you can actually do both. Um, obviously, work when you're at work, you should give your full, your full um, effort and your full time and your full attention to your employer. Uh, you should work hard. You should be diligent. Uh, but when you're at home, I also think you should work hard and be diligent, but I think you can also have fun at home and not, and it not be uh, something that's going to weigh down on you, something that's going to be a drag, something that's going to cause you to un- to not perform well at your employer, because that's not really fair to them. And so there's five things that, specific things that I would just challenge, four, five habits really that I think that would be good if we picked up this summer and something, all things I was thinking about, I was actually on the way home, it's about an 11 hour drive from Wisconsin to Alabama. So I was on the home on the way home yesterday just thinking through some of these things. What are some habits that I'm going to implement this summer and that maybe I could share with y'all and maybe you guys could even implement it into your summer and I'd love to hear feedback on you know how it works for you but these are things that some of them I implemented um, years ago, right? As a senior in high school, some of these I implemented more recently and they've been a help. Uh, and so the first thing that I have the the first habit for a healthy summer is it's super simple, it's read books. Uh, I know this is a, a concept in America where picking up a book and reading it, why not just go watch the movie about it, right? Why not just go on YouTube and find out what you need to or Google it or chat GBT it, right? And figure out the answer. Why why pick up a book? And honestly, I've learned so much from books and something, from, um, something a professor actually challenged me to do. The thing with books and the thing with me with books is that I would read part of it and then I would stop reading. Because I'd be like getting uninterested or if I tried to read large amounts at, at a time. And so I told a professor that uh, at my college and he actually challenged me. He said, why don't you read 10 pages a night? Just before you go to bed, read 10 pages and then close it and go to bed. He's like, don't put your phone in the room. Keep your phone out of the room. Just pick up a book, uh, an interesting book, right? You don't have to read some deep doctrinal, you know, book, on Calvinism and uh, Arminianism and all this. Stuff. You don't, don't do that. Just grab a book read it, maybe something interesting, maybe a missionary story, or uh, I've been reading more of um, uh, like quiet talks on prayer and, and kind of those book, S.D. Gordon books and a little Oswald Chambers at night. And then I read Charles Spurgeon uh, as well as D.L. Moody devotionals at night. And so that's kind of been my 10 pages a night thing. And I realized I just, I just finished reading Spiritual Warfare by Jesse Penn Lewis. And I realized that just reading 10, bo- 10 pages a night I'm I'm already halfway through Calvary Road. Uh, it's absolutely that's an absolutely amazing book. But just reading ten pages a night, well, you'll get through so many books. <laughs> it's it's insane, um, and you're learning, and then you're actually dwelling on it while you're sleeping. So if you read a spiritual book, if you're reading something that's going to encourage you spiritually, I wake up thinking about the, what I read the night before, and it's actually really encouraging. Uh, it's encouraging when I walk with the Lord. And some of you say, well, I just I'll just read my Bible at night, and that's great, and I think you should. 
But I, I would say also get you a book, um, a spiritual book, right? Or even a secular book. Uh, my brother likes to read Dave Ramsey uh, before bed. I, I don't do that. I probably should, um, but I don't, I don't do that. But that's what he likes to do. So it, it's not, it's not a hard and fast rule either way. But I just think it's important. Get in the, get in books. Start reading. That's a good habit to have for this summer. And then it, let it carry throughout the rest of your life, really. And that's something I started more recently. I started at the beginning of the last semester uh, when my professor challenged me with it. And I've got through so many books. It's been a blessing. And I've got to just to see the knowledge grow in certain areas that I didn't think could grow. I didn't think I'd ever get knowledge in. But 10 pages of the night will do that. Uh, and so that's one. That's the first habit I would say. Read books. Uh, get through books. And, and don't make it a chore, but make it something fun. Read something you enjoy. If you don't enjoy reading it, well, chances are you're not going to read it or you're not going to want to read it. So get something you want to read. Uh, get a book that maybe you've been wanting to read for a while and just start with 10 pages a night. All right, number two. Uh, number one, obviously, is read books. Number two, pick up a new hobby. Uh, this is something I did in high school. I decided to pick up the guitar. Uh, I wanted to do something different. I, I Video games was my life, my hobby. I'd spend an, an absorbent amount of hours on video games. I remember one time my dad texted me and he said, you have 50 something, I can't remember, 54, I think 54 hours on video games this week. What are you doing? <laughs> he's like, dude, he's like, never let that happen again. I was like, yes, sir. When my dad says something, <laughs> you you better listen. So I never let that happen again. I was like, yeah, you're right. And that kind of woke me up to the fact I'd spend way too much time wasting my time. Uh, and again, I don't think video games are necessarily evil. Uh, but if they're, you're addicted to them, if you can't control them, if they're controlling you and you're like I was doing, letting it affect your work, well, then it's wrong. Uh, and a lot of times I feel like those are that's something that's harder to control for people, um, especially for men, uh, especially for teenage men. Uh, and that was the case with me. So I decided to pick up a new hobby. I started learning guitar. Uh, and uh, I started playing, I think when I was, it was, uh, I think it was 14 or 13. I started picking up guitar and stopped playing so much video games. And I remember when I first started, I would play and play and play until my fingers were blister. And then I'd put band-aids on them and play some more. I was so in love with the guitar. Everyone around me played guitar. I lived in Texas. So if you didn't play the guitar or some bluegrass instrument, you were kind of the weirdo. So I had to learn. I wanted to learn something not to play. And so I learned the guitar. And honestly, it's carried me through ministry. And it's it's carried me through some tough times. And always knowing that you know God gifted me with the ability to play the guitar. Obviously, it wasn't something I just... You know, it's something I worked at, but it wasn't something I just got born playing guitar. You know, God, God helped me and God enabled me, but I've seen God use it. And even last week when I sang my song that I wrote, I was able to use the guitar. And I remember singing in high school. I entered some singing competitions in high school and just able to win those, but not because I was some great singer, but because God had gifted me, not only with a voice to sing, but also with a guitar to play. Uh, but it all started from picking up a hobby. I wanted to, to do something. And I, in high school, it was... Most hobbies I, I had was collecting baseball cards and football and basketball cards and playing video games. That was the two things I did. Time and money is what those costed. But guitar really, yes, it costed time and money, but it was good. It was a good cost. It was something I could use for ministry. It was something that I have been able to use for uh, the last really 10 years of my life. And so this summer, I would challenge you, pick up a new hobby. I don't know what that hobby is for you. I don't know, maybe something you've wanted to do for a while. Uh, another thing I've always wanted to do, never got into it. I'd like to do some of it this summer, is photography. It's always interested me, and I've seen uh, pictures of people and some photograph photography shoots and stuff, and I was like, wow, that looks so much, like, so much fun. So I've always wanted to do it. And so I'd like to get into a little bit of that this summer, learn a little more about it. Maybe not do a whole lot, but learn a little bit about it. 
Um, but maybe, I don't, I don't know what your hobby is. Maybe you want to pick up the piano or the, the maybe you want to pick up the guitar or pick up uh, poetry. That's something I, I, I enjoy. That's more of a newer hobby of mine is writing poetry. I started that a couple years ago. I, I'm not sure what your, what, you, what your interests are or what you might be interested in, but find it. Find something that you can spend time on and something, not just a hobby that will waste time, but a hobby that will help you in the future. Something that you could use for ministry, something you could use to, um, to you know, for ladies, for you to teach your children, uh, men for you to uh, use at your job site. I don't know, maybe you want to do pick up woodworking as a hobby. Uh, that would be great. There's great books on that. Again, yeah, there you go. You can read books about the hobby that you want to pick up. That'd be great. Um, so that that's my, that's kind of my challenge for you there is, is pick up a new hobby. Do something that that'll help you in your future ministry, something that'll help you um, in your future marriage, something that'll help you uh, in just in your life and something that doesn't waste your time and that when you, you know, obviously click the off button or turn it off or leave doing that thing, you don't feel like you've wasted so much time and that guilt, right, of wasting time. Uh, so that's number two. Number one, uh, read books. Number two, pick up a new hobby. And then number three, I would say exercise. Um, it's something that when I was in high school, I didn't do a whole lot of. I got up all the way up to 300, over 300 pounds. I was a chubby kid, and uh, I got made fun of a lot, you know, got poked fun and called marshmallow and all kinds of other names that just were unkind, and my coach was like, you know, you don't have to be like that. We, can, You can work out, you know, and I was like, nah, I'm good, and he really motivated me. He was like, come on, you know, I, you can be better. I know you can. I know you, you can feel better. You'll you'll feel better. You'll, um, you won't get made fun of, and, and it was just like, okay, yeah, you're right, and so I started working out. I put down the Mountain Dew. I was drinking like a 24-pack a day. It was crazy. Way too much Mountain Dew. So I put down the Mountain Dew, and I started working out. I started running laps and playing basketball. And then I slimmed down, slimmed down, slimmed down. And then all of a sudden, I hit my growth spurt. And I'm 6'6". I weigh like 210 pounds right now. It's the lowest I've weighed since I was like 12. <laughs> so it's, it's actually crazy. Uh, but like, it was just amazing to see the exercising and how much it helped me feel better, too. Like, I didn't, I was always tired. I was always, like, fatigued, and I couldn't do things for a long time, and I couldn't play with my siblings, and, you know, they wanted to play outside, and I couldn't really play very long because I got all, you know, tired and stuff. But it was amazing to see that the more I worked out, the longer I could spend time with my family, and the more longer I could spend uh, time, you know, exercising and doing things that I enjoyed doing. Even, like, hunting, it was like walking up to the tree stand was a chore, man. It was, I would get so out of breath. And I know the second I sat down in that tree stand, deer from five miles around could hear me panting. And it was just, I was out of breath and I didn't feel good. I was constantly getting sick, but I recognized the more I worked out, the more I exercised, the better I felt. Uh, and the less I struggled with the addiction of Mountain Dew, right? And video games. And I was able to actually go outside and, and play basketball and uh, enjoy time with family and not, and not be a chore. I remember my dad used to love to take his hiking I'd get like five seconds into that hike and I'd be like, I'm done. I just want to sit down. But then once I lost weight and I started feeling good and exercising, I was able to keep up and had a great time doing it. So uh, number three, exercise. Um, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. I'm not saying go out and run a marathon, but maybe just go on a walk every morning. And a walk is a great time to spend time with the Lord. You know, if you, that's something I do. Uh, so I'll go for a walk every once in a while and just spend time with the Lord, talking to him. Sometimes I do it at night. Um, sometimes I do it in the morning, just spend time talking to the Lord, spend your time and your devotions there, um, but get out and exercise, get your legs moving and, and you'll feel a whole lot better throughout the day. That's one thing I realized was uh, I worked full-time construction, but if I went out for a run in the morning, I always thought, well, I'll be tired for my construction job. Actually, I felt really good all day. If I would go out for a mile run in the morning and then go to my construction job, I actually felt energized and 
ready to go for the rest of the day. And I didn't feel tired. It was the days that I didn't do it that I felt the tired, most tired. Um, so it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't have to be a marathon. It doesn't have to be a crazy, you know, don't go run, you know, 15 miles. Just go for a walk. Or, uh, you know what, if it's raining outside, if you have a treadmill, walk on the treadmill. If you have some weights, lift some weights. Uh, do something, though, to get your heart rate up. If you got a jump rope, jump rope is honestly the best thing you can do. It's something I do a lot, uh, a lot of jump roping. It's literally the best, one of the best exercises you can do because it exercises your entire body uh, at the same time. And you'll feel so much better throughout the day when you, as you exercise. Uh, so number three, exercise. These are all habits I think that'll be helpful for you in the summer. Uh, not to, to backtrack, you know, because once school starts, school takes up a lot of time for folks. And uh, obviously during the winter year, winter months, um, it's snow, either snowing outside or it's cold and people don't want to get as, get out as much and they're kind of stuck inside and they have a lot more um, things to do inside, I guess. But during the summer when it's nice outside and when, you know, you have less time off school, you can spend time out of, out and, and about and maybe you're a parent and your kid needs to see your kids out of school, right? It needs to, they need to spend time exercising, reading books and picking up new hobbies. So number four, I'd say spend less time on technology. And this kind of goes with up, this really goes with all three of the, the ones I said before is the exercise and pick up a new hobby and read books is spend less time on technology. Uh, I realize the more I disconnect from technology, the sharper my mind is, uh, the better I feel, uh, the, uh, the less dependent I feel on technology. Um, the other day, for instance, I was out uh, across Milwaukee. I was at Clements Meat Factory. They were going, uh, they were having a sell a sale, where they were literally selling everything in their their meat department. They were just getting rid of it pretty much, and uh, they do a lot of like sausage meats and, and like sausage links and stuff. And they were going out of business, so they were everything was fifty percent off. Well, my boss, he was like, "Hey, we I sell those at the state fair. Would you mind going picking them up?" Like, sure. So I go across town. And one thing I had forgotten to do that night, um, the night before, was charge my phone. So I really wasn't thinking about it. But I went across town, and I definitely needed a GPS. This was, you know, in the back of in downtown Milwaukee in some, you know, crazy neighborhood. It, it was it was interesting. But anyway, I get there. I get to the, I get the meet. It takes about 45 minutes standing in line. It's a massive line. Get the meet, and I leave. I pull my phone out to go home, and it's dead. And I was like, oh, brother, how am I going to get home with that, with my phone dead. Well, I got in the car and I just started heading back and I remembered, I was like, okay, I got on, I got on this street, then I went to this street and then I went here. And if I can get there, I think I can get home. And so sure enough, I get on that street, get on the next street, get on the next street. And I ended up back uh, at work and was able to get back safe. But honestly, I was panicking for a minute because I didn't have my phone. And I, I forgot that, you know, I have a memory, like I can, I, can, I have a brain, like it can work. I can get, get places without using my phone. And uh, it was just, I don't know, it was just a kind of a wake-up call for me the other day. It was just like, wow, I'm very dependent on my phone, like, to get me places. And, you know, back 50, 60 years ago, you couldn't do that, even maybe even before or sooner than that. But you couldn't just pull out your phone and say, hey, Siri, take me here. She wouldn't do it, right? But um, that was how dependent, I just feel like I was so dependent on my phone there. And I was like, wow, I really need to break away from that. One thing I started doing was like 30 minutes, 40 minutes before bed, just putting the technology away, leaving it in my office on my desk and going to bed and um, or going to bed and then reading, obviously reading the books. And that's been such a help to kind of break away. And I don't think our generation and my generation at least knows the impact that technology has on, on us. And we're so dependent on it with things like ChatGPT. I was just reading an article uh, about, and just actually talking to someone not long ago that were telling me, 
that kids are now using these this chat GPT to write their papers at school. They're using it to solve all these problems and to do their homework, and they're not even doing it themselves. And what we don't realize is we're actually coming becoming more and more dependent and, to be frank, more and more stupid. Uh, and I hate to use harsh language, but more and more stupid every day the more we use technology because we're forgetting how to how to actually function in life. And, you know, I, it would be a really scary thing if the grid were to shut down, right? If America lost the technology we have and we were all having tasked with living life life without technology we would be a, it would be a scary time and so i just think it's important to break away from the t- technology a little bit break away from the addict addiction of it and focus on other things focus on exercise pick up a new hobby read books and i'm not saying that technology is evil i'm not saying that it doesn't have a place and i i'm thankful for the technology we do have um, there's some technology that's amazing uh, i I use technology. I'm using technology right now to publish this podcast. I think it's great. But when we when we become dependent on anything, um, and we become almost, you know, 100% dependent and reliant on technology, well, there's a problem there. Uh, because I believe that sometimes we can lose sight of even our relationship with Christ. It becomes dim because we're, not, we're so used to depending on other things. We're used to depending on technology. And we're used to depending on our own I guess, wit. And we forget we have to depend on Christ as well. And, and I know that for some of the folks, that might not be the case. But I know for me, I was so dependent on everything else that I didn't need to ask God about things. You know, like, for instance, for buying, making big purchases. Well, I could go online and see and read reviews. And I could go online and see prices differences. And I could go online and, and, and find all these things about this product I want to purchase that I forgot to ask God about it. What's his opinion on it? Well, I didn't ask. And you know, that's just something I've noticed in my life. And I just think it would be important this summer. A healthy habit would be spend less time on technology. Get outside. Have fun. Um, exercise. Pick up a book and read it. Um, pick up a new hobby. Maybe play the guitar. Play the piano. Pick up photography. Um, you know, pick up a, pick golfing maybe. I don't, I'm not sure what your, what, what your hobby is, but maybe sewing. I don't know. Maybe some of the ladies or maybe even some of the men. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe sewing. Uh, it's not my thing. My mom tried to teach me when I was a kid. I just, this wasn't my thing. I wanted to be outside in the mud and the dirt. I wanted to um, play in the sandbox. That was my favorite thing to do as a kid, play in that sandbox. Uh, but number five, so number one, read books. Two, pick up new hobby. Three, exercise. Four, spend less time on technology. And number five, I kind of threw in here because of how important it was to me. Um, again, this might not be, I mean, I, I would hope and pray that it would be important to you, but it might not be one of the habits that you would think of picking up. Maybe you already do it. Maybe you're fine and you don't need it. But spend more time with the people you care about. Spend more time with the people you care about. Often during the hustle and bustle of school and the time of, of the school year, it, it's easy to lose sight of people you care about uh, and people you love. And, you know, a lot of times they're the ones that get hurt by that the most. And I realized that, you know, how much I'd lack I had communicated with my, the lack of communication with my grandparents over the school year and how much they just didn't know about what was going on in my life. And they just, you know, it wasn't anything bad, but they just didn't know. And I was like, wow, you know, they, they want to know. They're actually craving to know about my life. They want to know because they care about me. And I just realized, and I was convicted this last week of just my time, my lack of time spent talking to grandparents and um, being close to family. So this summer, spend time with the people you care about. Uh, make it a point, and I would even challenge you, sit down and write a letter. You know, I know that's a foreign concept to my generation, but sit down and write a letter to your grandparents every once in a while. And just tell them you love them. Tell them how much you, you care about them. And the one thing that was eye-opening is, you know, a few years ago, I was, when I was 15, 
my grandpa got diagnosed with cancer and it was a huge shock. I remember we spent months and months up in Alabama with him, not really knowing what the future would be. It didn't look good, uh, but he actually was able to come through through it and, and was 100% cancer-free. But that was a fearful time for me because I realized that you know my, I could lose my grandparents at any time. And then, of course, last summer, or last uh, winter, not this winter, but the last, um, I lost my grandfather, somebody I was very close to, a hero of mine. He's the one really... I do believe the reason why I'm a preacher today, the reason why I do what I do is is mostly because of his prayers, because he prayed for me every day. I know that. He loved me, and he constantly challenged me to be a preacher and, and to be a be the man of God that God had called me to be. Well, I lost him, and it, and it was a really hard time for me, and I just remember the, I don't, I don't know, satisfaction, I don't know if that's the right word, but just the, the peace I had, because I know that I had spent time with him. I know that I had talked to him. And I know that he he knew my heart. He knew what I wanted to do. He knew so much about me. And I'd call him every uh, every couple of weeks and we'd talk for hours. And it was just a satisfaction. But I realized that, you know, life is short. Life is too short, really, uh, to not spend time with the people you love and the people you care about. So this summer, make it a point to spend time with those people. You know, I don't, I don't know who that is in your life. I don't know if that's your grandparents. It might be your own parents. But life is short. Uh, just the other day... My grandpa was telling me that a friend of his uh, was on there. It was she was it was a girl and she was on her way to work and she her son she had just dropped her son off at school and an eighteen wheeler had hit her and killed her and that would obviously that was the last time that that son ever saw his mother and you know it's just a sad thing because that could happen to any of us you know that and that should also challenge you in your interactions with people you know be careful how you treat people because it might be the last time you ever see them if there's something between you and your parents is there something between you and a, and, and, a, and a child, if there's something between you and, um, you know, grandparents, or if there's something between you and anybody, just remember that might be the last chance, that might be the last time you ever see that person. So spend time with those people, have fun, plan events, go out to eat with them, take them out, do special things. Uh, just this morning, I was, um, I, I guess the Lord put it on my mind, I, I was taking my brother to work, and I decided to get my mom a, a breakfast, a coffee and a, and a biscuit, for McDonald's. I don't know. It's not much. It was cost me about $3. It's not much. Um, but I just wanted to let her know that I was thinking about her and that I care about her. And, you know, those are just those little things. It doesn't cost you a lot of time. It doesn't cost you a lot of money. But it, it might, though. It might cost you some sacrifice, but it's worth it. Uh, it's worth it to, to tell the people you care about that you love them and that you care about them. So those are the five healthy habits for this summer. Um, this is just a challenge. I was thinking about this on the way home yesterday. You know, what am I going to do this summer to, to remain, um, to stay healthy in my mind and in my body? Um, I'm not going to slack off just because school's done doesn't mean I can go veg out and, you know, be a couch potato. But what can I do this summer to go forward, to press forward, to grow in my understanding, to grow in, 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 phys- in, in my physique, in my physical, uh, the physical side? What can I do to just help sharpen my mind even more? And these are the things I came up with. Read books, pick up a new hobby, exercise, spend less time on technology, and finally spend more time with the people you care about. And so I hope this is a help. These are things that I think would be important for you. Do something. Write these things down. Do something this summer that would advance you. Don't retreat. Uh, Don't make this summer one of defeat. This can be a, a summer where when school starts back, you're already sharp. You're already ready to go. Your feet are on the ground. You're ready to run. Or it can be, you know, on the alternative, it could be a summer of defeat, a summer that when 
school hits back, you're feeling, oh man, I kind of blew my whole summer on video games or wasted time on you know TikTok and wasted time on Snapchat and I can't believe how much time on YouTube and uh, man, I just uh, watched way too many movies this summer. Don't let it be. Don't let it be that this summer. Spend time with the Lord. Make sure that's first and foremost. That's the best habit you can form. Spend time with the Lord. Make sure your walk with God is right. Make sure you're walking with Him daily and trusting Him and putting your dependence on Him and not technology. But read books, pick up a new hobby, exercise, spend less time on technology, and then make sure, you're, the most importantly, I would say, spend more time with the people you love and care about. So thank you so much for listening. I trust this is a blessing to you. Uh, and we will soon, I'd like to get out another podcast pretty soon here. Alex will be back uh, the 31st of this month. And so hopefully we'll get together soon and we'll be able to record. And he can give you an update on where he's been and what he's been up to. Right now he's in Grenada. I just saw a picture of him speaking to a big group of folks in Grenada. And he's on a missions trip right now. And so I'm sure he'll have much to talk about from that. As well as his time uh, out and uh, with the war team. Uh, They were going into uh, public schools and into churches and inviting teenagers to come and hear the gospel. And it was just a great opportunity. He was telling me about folks he was leading to the Lord and folks that he was able to minister to. And it's just, I, I know it's been incredible for him and I can't wait to hear about it. And so thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day and uh, just, you know, trust that these, these habits, these healthy habits for summer uh, will help you today. Thank you so much for listening. God bless.